Welcome to PSL Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando and we're on episode 324, a Christmas episode from remote locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. So this is uh it's, it's a little bit frustrating because uh, you know, last last couple of episodes we recorded there, I was uh I was pretty sick and I, I just was cu- I'd overcome some sickness and I thought I was good. And then uh it looks like I caught something else. So uh it's a, a what it's the one. It's the one that nobody wants to have. So uh so I'm home. I'm home. Hopefully this doesn't mess up Christmas too much, but I'm glad we still get to do the podcast. I mean, we always want to make sure that we're producing that content for our 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 faithful, you know, followers who love watching our stuff. So uh, glad to be with you on this Christmas episode. Yeah, I appreciate that. And again, uh, during the holidays here, our episodes are going to be as long just because, you know, we also want to be able to spend time with our families and we want you guys, you know, to still listen, but go like, I don't know, I, I got to do things. And we want to make sure we have enough content for you guys to to listen to here. So you'll be missing us on the Monday episodes. Uh, we're not doing many Monday minisodes until the new year. Uh, but uh, just looking forward to this time right now. It's been a uh, it's been pretty it's been crazy. And now I, I don't know. If I know things are going to calm down, but they haven't calmed down for me on my end. I, I got to tell you though, Mike, your beard looks fierce on Streamyard. So just yeah. uh, we we got to get sponsored by like somebody, so, some kind of beard, some kind of beard people. All right. So how are things? Well, you kind of shared how things are going uh, reselling. How are things going? Uh, I mean, actually, pretty good. I, I finally started to sell a few more of like the board games, puzzles, those types of things. Uh, have, have finally started to go those last minute shoppers looking for stuff, uh, which has been pretty good because those are easy things to go and pack. Uh, luckily, my wife's not sick; she's in the clear, so she's been able to, you know, get all the packing and shipping done for us. And uh, obviously, no sourcing. Sourcing has been down, but I think we're at that we're at that point now, coming into Christmas week, uh, that sourcing is just it's it's pretty low anyway. So uh, I mean. If you had been sourcing, if you had like had those uh, hot hot ticket items for Amazon or eBay that you were able to flip really fast, uh, maybe last week and up to maybe the last couple of days have been pretty good for you uh, as far as getting some sourcing, getting those things out. But we're we're hit, hitting that uh that that finish line as it were as far as people being able to get stuff by Christmas. And one of my fears too, especially as I start to get sales, because as sales roll in, even like today, I get you know a sale of something uh, that I know is probably a Christmas gift. Uh, I always worry, are these things that if it doesn't make it in time, especially with the the post office being a little bit slow, Amazon being slow, uh, are these things that are going to end up coming back because they didn't arrive on time? Are they going to people going to be wanting returns? And obviously, we talk about January as being, you know, returnuary. So uh, expecting maybe a couple of these to be returns or people wanting to get them back. But you also have to remember, too, uh, some people meet after Christmas. They travel for Christmas. They're going to go see some family over the next week or two. Uh, so it's not necessarily the case that they're going to be returns but uh, there's always that fear what do you what about you do you ever get that fear that those uh, last minute sales are going to be returns i don't uh i it, it's interesting i find that the returns that do happen are stuff that people bought like back in october hmm. right no no on ebay it's not a big deal but i mean on amazon so generally right. it's those people that buy early and then they tend to, I don't want to say abuse. I mean, I get it. Like you buy a gift for somebody and they open it and it's not what they want. Like, uh, you, I mean, I'm not a big fan of forcing my kids to keep stuff they don't care for, you know? And again, they, every gift I buy, they, they cherish. Okay. But uh, I, I find that the returns are generally those things that, like we said before, are easy to find after the Christmas season in retail arbitrage. And so my guess is people just find it and then they end them going, Whoa, I paid three to four X on that. Yeah. I'm returning. That. Right. And so that, that's not my fear. It's interesting you say that though, because on the discord, 
we were having a discussion how people were concerned about all these Christmas decorations that they had mm. sold, like they sold some inflatables or some blow molds. And I will say I, those don't get returned. I think, I think what happens is as people are decorating, they're going, Oh, Hey, it'd be nice if we had this, or we have, I'll talk about our bolo later, but you know, our nativity scene, we kind of need to replace it or we need to, you know, we, we, we should get a little bit more festive and get a few, few blow molds for the lawn and people end up buying it. And then they're like, you know what? I don't want to go through the hassle of, of buying a new one. We're just going to keep it. And so I find yeah. returnery generally is those retail arbitrage items. Uh, right. I, and that, that's just my sense. When, whenever we've had a lot, I've had a lot of returns. It's been Amazon. So this year, Crossing my fingers, I'm hoping it's not any kind of crazy returns. Plus the fact that eBay 30-day returns, like you're pretty much going to close out uh, by at least the second or third week of January, and you should be okay. And so, you know, just saying like you, uh, it's, it's interesting. Sales did rebound. We can, I had a crazy, like, Sunday. Every, every, I would say, 10 or 15 minutes had a cha-ching, 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 you know, throughout the day. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was all, like, $20 sales, $25 sales, $30 sales, uh, but they all added up. And I'm glad because it did rebound for, I looked at, uh, you know, October was good, but November was a terrible month for me and it rebounded for what was going on in November. But I got to say this year, my best month was July. It was not Q4. And I'm not sure why July, maybe that was the time when everyone was just like, oh, things are all good. And then reality set in. I'm not really sure, but it was great. And then sourcing, like you said, sourcing has been uh, pretty rough. I would say, and again, I'm not, you know, it's funny. Uh, we got one of these comments on our on our reviews that said we're all doom and gloom and stuff. And it's like, no, we just got to keep it real. Like, I can't, I, you know, I'm not, we're not going to sugarcoat things. Uh, and, and this is just the reality right now, especially right now, is that sourcing is going to die out uh, probably for a week. Uh, unless you can find people that are like after Christmas going, you know what? It's time to clean things out for the new year, which does happen. So keep an eye out for that. But for example, this last weekend, I went to garage sales and I've never been a garage sales during Christmas season like that. I've always been doing retail arbitrage. So I just want to see what's out there. And one week I did really well. I picked up a, a bunch of vintage T-shirts. Uh, and I think that was I don't call it luck, but, you know, I just landed upon the right occasion. Uh, went to a house I had been to previously a year ago. And it was kind of weird. I, I don't know if you guys caught this on the Instagram stories that show up. And I'm like, oh, so uh, are you the same person doing the garage sale a year ago? They're like, yeah, we're just taking our time selling stuff. And you're thinking there's nothing there. And I always say, if you're there, you might as well look. You already spent the time driving to the location. Because I've done it before where I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll just get in my car and I'll take off. Uh, but it was a slow day. So there was no golden hour. So I go in and sure enough, there's all these vintage T-shirts uh, in there, which was kind of shocking. Uh, and there was, you know, those uh, vintage uh, Haunted Mansion shirts because, you know, those are still a hot commodity, especially if they're Nightmare Before Christmas. So that's a bolo. And, uh, you know, it's just, I had to pay 20 bucks for it. I think they knew, but how much it was worth. But, you know, the shirt's worth around 100 to 200. Uh, I do think with the way the market goes now, it may take a little bit longer to sell. But then the week after, so this previous weekend, <laughs> I went to garage sales again. And, it's interesting. I find that resellers, for the most part, are hoarders when it comes to, you know, they, they say they want to get rid of stuff. And a lot of times they're able to, uh, but sometimes they're not. So every garage sale I went to, it was weird. They were all resellers. Now, they weren't your typical reseller. They weren't, some weren't eBay. Most of them were kind of swami flea market deal. 
And the one I went to, it was like blowout prices. And so I check out their pictures and I'm like, oh, they have some vintage wrestling stuff. They have some vintage Walkmans and all this. And I show up and it wasn't, they, they wanted top dollar for like, not top dollar, but they wanted the in-between. And I'm like, if you're saying blowout prices, I'm expecting garage sale prices. So yeah, sourcing, sourcing was kind of weak, but Again, that's okay. Uh, this is what we've been talking about is uh, stacking that cash because I do think there's going to be great opportunities in 2023. I do think even in January, there's going to be a lot of great sales. And generally, the secondary market does well in January more than they do uh, during December. So I think things are going to be going pretty well. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. And good stuff. Now, real quick, one thing I have been great is I've needed bubble wrap and I've been able to get from American Bubble Boy. So if you haven't yet... Yeah ordered your American Bull Boy bubble wrap for those January sales. Uh, they're still they're still in business. I think they're not delivering probably Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Uh, but the next day stuff has been great. So check them out in our link below at American Bubble Boy. All right. So you got any random stories real quick? Um, I mean, yeah, just like a small one. So um, I'll probably actually talk more about this because it's a pretty big deal. Um, but I'll probably okay. talk more about it on another episode. No, uh, but preview. so... Yeah, sneak preview. So um, doing the move uh, from where I was, the neighborhood I was at to another place, um, you know, temporarily until I eventually move out of the state. Uh, some of the the neighbors, some people who lived in the area knew that I was a reseller. And so they knew we were moving and they kind of like reached out and they're like, hey, uh, we've got these like horse corrals. We don't have horses anymore. Uh, would you be interested in them? And, you know, I looked these horse corrals up and just the metal horse corrals, if you buy them new, uh, they go for over $100 a pop. And they had like 15 of them to like make a, a little corral and they were absolutely free. They knew I was a reseller. So this wasn't like a, uh, you know, like, Hey, you have horses and we know you want them. They just wanted them gone and they're really good condition. Uh, so I think I'm going to be able to list these up and get at least $50 a pop. I mean, so you figure, what those are. I don't know what those are. A horse corral. It's yeah. just like a metal fencing. So it's just like, uh, like a metal, it's basically got like three, uh, three, like, bars that go across and then like poles that go down and stick oh, in and they're kind of like movable are you gonna just do so I, yeah so i'm not gonna ship them at all this is gonna be a local deal um i already kind of checked the the offer up and and craigslist you know they they they're things that that sell pretty often i mean people sell them for quite a bit of money uh, and there's a lot of people around here who have horses and so you know they're always extending their horse crowd so i think i'll be able to uh, they were pretty easy to just in a couple of loads from up on my car, store them here for a little bit. Uh, this is going to be a local deal once I've filled a little bit better. I bet at the beginning of the year, I can't imagine holding on to them for more than a month. And, you know, I should be able to let them go for at least $50 a piece. So you figure $750 for a free, you know, probably a half hour of like loading them up on the car, a couple of trips really quick. And, uh, you know, it was, it was nearby where I was at. I was, you know, five minutes from the place. So it was a really easy deal. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those things where just again, sharing that you're a reseller, people knowing, uh, cause a lot of times people will think that, you know, we take advantage of people, but again, a lot of people want to help you out or they're just trying to get rid of stuff. And so they'll give you a good deal or give you stuff for free. So again, it's a good, it's a good thing to uh, share your reseller. Uh, oftentimes it pays off. It's a circle of reselling. That's right. That's what it is. That's okay. Next year, we, we are we are coming out with shirts. So so stay tuned for that. Uh, we will be having merch drops. Uh, and I think circle of re now somebody's going to take it. Next thing you know, we're going to see that on Etsy. But that's what it is, though. That that's what people don't understand is that it's all part of the economy of reselling, right? The idea that some people want to offload stuff and they don't mind giving it you to you for really cheap or even free. 
because you're doing them a favor and you're helping yourself out. So it all works out. So I've had I've had some interesting things lately. I, I find that eBay right now, and maybe because of the economy, is becoming more like Craigslist. Now, what is the what are some I'm gonna see if Mike knows this. What are some common things that people try to buy? Like when they want to buy some on Craigslist, what do they usually offer outside of cash? Oh, I mean, are you talking about like the scams where it's like uh, no, money scam. orders? No, it, well, there's the scams. Trades. Like, people people do trades. Like people right? like trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm getting an offer for trades. Now, luckily, no one has offered me a, a tattoo for, you know, some of the items in my eBay store. That's generally a Craigslist thing. Have you ever, yeah. I've gotten a few of those. And I'm like, dude, what, what? Why would I? I mean, that's where you got your eBay tattoo on your chest, right? Yeah, it's headed on my chest. All right. Anyways. That's right. And, uh. I've been getting some trade off, uh, trade offers. Like I had one where like, hey, I have these trains. Would you like to trade for these? And I just ignored it because I'm like, who who does? But this one I thought was weird. So Alden shoes are really top tier expensive shoes. And usually they're shell cordovan, which is uh, a leather that doesn't crease and so on. And people really look for those. Generally about two to three hundred dollars. And so I have a pair listed for about five hundred bucks. And I get this message, just like, hi, I'm interested in the Alden penny loafers you have. If you don't get a buyer today, which so it's like I'm waiting, like, I hope today I can sell these. I have two pairs of Alden shell cordovan in excellent condition that are too small for me. And I would like to trade my two pair for your one pair. If you're interested, let me know and I'll send you photos of my wingtips and tassels. These are really fine shoes. And then they said, and then it did the automatic offer because I guess they were looking at it. And I said, hey, got your offer, but I'm only interested in trade. I'll follow up after the new offer expires. Thanks. So, my, so this was this was an eBay off, uh, an eBay uh, offer yeah, for trade? trade? Two of their Alden shoes for one of my pairs. What, what are your thoughts on that? Should I, should I go for it now? How does, will eBay ban me is my question. Because mm. I, with that, how do you, how do you even do that? You know, how do you even, yeah, I, I'm not sure how you would, uh, how you would, facilitate a trade on ebay um i'm sure i feel like there's got to be a way i mean people have got to have done that stuff in the past uh because i mean it makes sense like when you're talking about with craigslist especially when you're into something like trains rc cars anything that's a hobby um people are going to be willing to do trades for those things or even things like video games because it's something somebody's in swapping within the community is a pretty common popular thing uh but on ebay i'm not sure how that would work because yeah you would have to almost do it outside the platform or do it on the platform where you each sold for like a penny or something what and then what if i sell for a penny and then they want to they don't right yeah you 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 need to have like some kind of a broker in the middle that would like be able to to hold the transactions to happen at the same time or or after this happens then this happens yeah i don't know i mean that would be interesting for people to put in the comments below because i understand why somebody would want to do a trade i mean that makes sense if i had brand new shoes it's like oh these don't fit and pass my window of returning them i just need one size up and then these would fit i mean I could see why that could be legitimate. I'm not saying it's a scam. There's possibility it is, but uh, it, it's. I could see for sure it being legitimate. I just don't know how you would facilitate that on eBay. That's a that's a tough thing for sure. The difficult part for me is that when I sell things, I know what I've sourced, right? Like I looked it over, I know exactly. And this would be like I'm making a $500 transaction, which I, I don't I don't like that risk. No, I'm making a $500 transaction to maybe make, you know, make, you know, both shoes are worth like $800. Maybe it's worth it, but it's different than me sourcing, you know, for $10 and flipping it for 500. 
So there's also there there is a bigger risk. I do wonder, you know, if we ever got to a place where we had a barter economy, would e- eBay adapt, and would there be like a barter like little little uh, icon to click on? It'd be it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. Uh, I you know I think about the fact that eBay bought TGC right, and so trading cards like can you can't trade on eBay right? You can only buy and sell. But yeah, I was gonna say I just looked up. You can't trade on eBay. Okay, okay. So I just thought, let us know in the comments. I, I, I'm really interested because I could see, you know, now with things changing a little bit, maybe in the card market, as the card market has has crashed, maybe people are more willing to trade now, right? Instead of trying to get top dollar, they want to, and maybe now eBay would obviously want to cut. So <laughs> how do you get fees on something that you're trading, right? Is it like you're paying the middleman? To facilitate facilitate the trade, I don't know. It's just interesting. So and that and I had you know I had one of those buyers that they sound really nice and sweet, and you want to make them a deal. Like I had somebody like, oh my daughter, she loves you know uh, Winnie the Pooh and, and wants his plush, and it was like a almost a hundred dollar plush, and like it would really make her Christmas. Are you willing to you know are you able to go you know uh, it was like they even like half price offer, and you know it's Christmas. I'm feeling generous. I'm like sure, why not. And, you know, they left me like this glowing feedback with like 10,000 emojis. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I was able to help somebody out. And then I get a return request like the day it arrives. And it's like, hey, this is what I thought. There's an issue here. There's an issue here. There's an issue here. So I'm going to be out like $20 shipping. And it just I always say this, you know, everybody gets stories over the holidays, right? Like things are tight or so-and-so has a medical condition or whatever it is, you know, can, can you cut me a deal? And I got to tell you, you don't know people's stories. I know it sounds very Scrooge-ish, Scrooge-ish, Scrooge, I don't know what the word is. It sounds like Scrooge when you're like, hey. Bah humbug. There you go. Everybody has their story, but it's true. Everybody does have their story. So you got to be careful. Uh, this wasn't, I mean, I only lost 20 bucks, but it was one of those things where, I thought, man, I went out of my way. I shipped it the same day. I packed it very nice. I did everything. And in the end, it just, yeah, it wasn't. If it really meant that much, they would have kept it. So so understand, everybody has a story. And if you deny people uh, that deal, understand. Number one, you don't know people's stories. And number two, it's just business. It's just business. So you got to roll with that. So, hey, and by the way. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, it's been really great during this time uh, has been being on the discord because the discord has been really encouraging uh, during this time. You know, seeing people talking about, hey, they're getting sales. This is selling, getting the bullos, getting the hustle of the week. It's just a great place to be. Uh, and again, uh, I speak for many resellers that reselling is a very solitary process, especially during the, the holidays. And so if you're looking at a place to connect, our discord is a great place now. To get access to it, uh, there is <laughs> one hoop to jump through. And it is, uh, you know, appreciate all of you that support us on Patreon. It's been really great, especially during this holiday time as and Mike and I are looking uh, to to unwind a little bit. But, you know, where we're still trying to produce this podcast and get it out to you guys, uh, it just means a lot. So appreciate all of you that support us. If you want to support us on Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com slash podcast or the link below. Uh, for five fifty five a month, uh, and it also gives you access to the Discord to be part of our uh, thriving community. Okay, all right. right. So, I, I just got a couple recently topics. Not not too long here, but important. One of them is kind of funny too. 
Oh, we have no sounds. We don't have any. New sound. Just imagine you're listening to a breaking news sound right now. We do have a breaking news ticker across the bottom, so that's cool. We'll put some uh, Charlie Brown. All right, today's oh. retelling topics. That sounds horrible. It? Yeah, turn it off. Oh man, I broke the tree. All right, well done. Let me let me put this back on. All right. So this is things. top tier production quality right here, top guys. Tier. Top tier. All right. So, a couple of things here. So, Congress, right now, in the middle of the holidays, let me shut that off. In the middle of the holidays, is uh, passing a bill that's going to affect resellers. And uh, it's interesting. Now, Mike, let me know if the video goes out because I'm, I'm changing windows here. So, I'm hoping, am I still here? Am I still there? You're still there. Uh, you're, you're frozen, though. You're glitching a little bit. Am I glitching? Can you hear me, though? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, how about let me let me do something else. Let me see. This is top tier production. So I'm trying to make this. Oh, now I'm losing. Now my computer's frozen. Okay, summarize it. Okay, Spark back. It. Am I back? That's what I'm looking at. Yes. Okay, here I'm back. Am I back? Hear me? Okay. Uh, so yeah, lately, I don't know if you're catching the news, but. Uh, Okay, so Walmart, their CEO recently, a few weeks ago, had talked about how things have gotten so bad with theft that they might have to close some stores, which that's kind of crazy because I used to work uh, loss prevention. I used to catch uplifters and never did it get to a place that anybody ever talked about that. Uh, Target just reported $400 million in losses. I saw another news report that said $600 million. I don't know how there's that big of a discrepancy. By the way, a lot of money. So Congress, in order to... Stop that uh, is looking to pass a bill. And in this bill, uh, it's uh, the Inform Act. I think it's Bill 5502. I, you can look it up. I don't want to switch windows because I don't want to lose the video. Uh, but basically in this bill, uh, what, what they're looking to do is that everybody has to, who's a high volume seller, it doesn't say small seller. So, but I, you know, <laughs> it, always, it always starts somewhere and eventually it trickles down uh, to everybody else. But what they're trying, what they're going to do is that everybody has to report uh, where they, you know, their address or their place of business. Uh, and so not where they live, just where you do business. So I always recommend people uh, use a UPS address or a post office box uh, so people don't know your location. And then on top of that, uh, they have to uh, report also their, their numbers so consumers can call them, which I thought was interesting. Now, it already passed the House. And it's supposed to pass the Senate, I believe, today or, you know, before Christmas. So I'm not really sure when it's going to pass. The other interesting thing, one, is that there's supposed to be a new department that is established for people to call in people that uh, they believe are selling counterfeits or selling stolen goods. So I'm pretty sure it, what, what is this going to do for us resellers? Well, number one, you, you know, obviously, uh, if, you know, you get requests for information, I'm pretty sure what we've been doing the last year, like eBay has been asking for bank account info, social security and all that. I think it's getting prepared for this. I think the phone number one is interesting. I do think eBay may kind of shield that one and maybe it's going to cost ebay to i'm hoping ebay will do this set up their own department to take phone calls like that or or maybe the government's going to set up their own department but uh i i think it's i i don't think it's a bad thing i, I in the sense that yes it's gonna hopefully uh 
limit the amount of people uh, that are trying to sell stolen goods. I think that's always going to happen. I don't think that's going to be preventable, but it's going to, you know, maybe tone it down a bit. But again, it's part of this reselling continues to change as far as it's not like the good old days where you could just list something, just sell it. I mean, I was looking up uh, when I was doing research about, you know, the new taxing that's passing in 2023. Uh, and if you haven't yet, uh, you should check out, I, I don't want to delve into it too much, but the eBay CEO did a, a op-ed we posted on Instagram about his thoughts about uh, this new $600 threshold. But back in uh, 2013, eBay was fighting to stop taxes on goods on eBay. Do you know there was a time you could sell stuff on eBay and people didn't have to pay taxes? And so you probably got more sales because people were like, hey, I can buy this at Walmart or I can buy it on eBay or Amazon and not have to pay sales taxes. And so this is just part of reselling. It's just one more thing. Uh, it's just, you know, we just got to adapt, right? And, you know, you quickly can say, hey, I'm not going to resell anymore uh, just because, you know, I, I'm tired of this. You know, things keep changing every year. But again, I, I really encourage you, you know, it's just part of adapting. Uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens with this. I think that the two big yeah. moves that this coming new year is going to be the taxes and it's going to be this one uh, because on Amazon, we've already had to post our address on there, place of business, phone number. And on eBay, it's actually there. People can actually call you, but I think there's certain clicks they have to do. So anyways, any thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah. It, yeah, it's just, it's a fine line. I mean, it's one of those things where um, the more hoops we have to jump through, the more potential legislation and regulations, it it, it can definitely hamper uh, what we do and it could cause obstacles for us. However, uh, if if consumers feel more confident buying, knowing that they're they're going to get the items they're buying, they're buying from a legitimate place, there may be more trust that may increase the number of sales on sites like eBay and Amazon. So uh, I, I don't know of many people who are currently worried and not buying on eBay because they're worried it's stolen goods. Uh, there, there may be some. So I don't know how much of an impact it'll make. It's one of those things, though. It's, it's it, there, there could be good in it. Uh, there could be some some negatives that impact us. Uh, the, the way I look at it is, I mean, I was just in Mission Valley in San Diego at, at the Target there. And Mission Valley is a pretty, pretty uh, like nice place. I mean, the, the little condos, two bedroom condos that condos there are going for, you know, $700,000. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's expensive to live there. Uh, but one of the things that was interesting is as I'm walking around this Target, which is a beautiful Target, I mean, they, they've made it almost look like an apartment store is almost everything, especially in their beauty and like even stuff like toothpaste, everything was locked up in glasses. Everything really? was locked up. Yeah. Yeah. And toothpaste is a pretty, not ritzy. It's almost ritzy, but yeah. that's shocking to me because usually that's yeah. in the other areas of San Diego. Well, and see, I, the thing is I worked at that Mission Valley Target uh, years and years, years ago when I was in college. And when I, we were told that that was one of the highest yeah. regions of theft in, in Target or that that Target had the highest region theft in the region because it's close to the San Diego river. Uh, a lot of, you know, uh, people who would be part of the community that was stealing a lot were like kind of living down in that area. And so, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense that they're trying to protect their, the inventory, but then it's hard because, you know, as, as it's one of those things where they're trying to prevent theft, they're trying to keep prices low for everybody, but then it's inconvenient for shoppers. I, I guess that's the, the point I'm trying to make. Cause like, if you're going in and if every time you buy something, my wife had to get some face wash, she had to push the button and wait for someone to open it. We had to get some toothpaste. We had to push the button and wait for someone to open it. So yeah. the whole idea was just that like, it's, it's, 
it's a beneficial because it keeps prices low because if they keep having high theft, they have to raise their prices or they leave the area completely. But then it's also an obstacle we have to overcome. So it's one of those things. There's a trade-off. There's, there's going to be some benefits, but then there's also some inconvenience that could come along with it. Uh, it's hard to legislate morality. I mean, you're going to have a hard time making people not want to uh, steal things and, and still trained scammers are going to scam and, and people are going to do awful things. But uh, so we'll see, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, we'd love to hear comments below what people think about this. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Now, I want to end it on a more positive note. And I don't know if this is positive. Some people might say this is the downfall of our society. Some people might say this is a great thing. But CNBC had this uh, uh, article about kidulting or kidulting. You know, have you ever heard that term? I haven't heard that term specifically, but I imagine it's what uh, adults acting like children. <laughs> yeah, so, so the article That's terrible. Now, this is great for resellers, though. It's great for resellers. And here's the thing. All of us, you know, like, for example, I sell a lot of vintage toys. And I don't know. I myself haven't played with the He-Man toys, but maybe the people that are buying them do. I, I don't know. Okay. But uh, the article says adults are buying toys for themselves, and it's the biggest source of growth for the industry. Uh, so the key points, kidults have a great fondness for cartoons, Star Wars, and Legos. In recent years, toy makers such as Mattel have created lines just for these customers. These kids at heart are responsible for one-fourth of all toy sales annually. So if you're wondering why this Q4, you know, toys are still selling well, it's because a quarter of them are being by, bought by adults for adults to play with those toys. Now, here's an interesting thing. Now, I want everybody to understand the ages are defined as 12 and older. So, you know, it's some teenagers, which I thought was interesting. But again, I've Mike and I have I've always said this is that the reason that vintage toys do well or anything vintage 80s, 90s, 70s, 60s, wherever you want to go is because people now have money where things that they wanted when they were kids, they couldn't have. And so this is why vintage toys do well. But I do believe that the retail industry is onto something when they're saying, Hey, maybe we could do retail toys that will sell. And so I think Amazon is still going to do pretty well because now, you know, adults have money and I guess they're not trying to relive their childhood. I guess they're trying to extend it. I don't know whatever it is, but I thought, I thought it was an interesting, I mean, a quarter, I mean, that's, we're talking about billions of dollars. Um, let me read one more quote here. Uh, so this is from, uh, this is uh, okay. This is a chief brand officer at a toy company. He said the definition of adulthood has definitely evolved. What it used to mean to be an adult was to be very upstanding, serious member of society. I hope that's still the case. And then said, and to do that, you had to demonstrate intellectual, uh, intellectually, emotionally in every single way. Now we feel a lot more free to express our fandom as part of our adult adulthood. Uh, and, and said in 1977, Star Wars launches, and you started seeing a lot more licensed products at retail where we were celebrating our fandom with toys and collectibles. At the time, the intended recipient was almost all kids, but those children that were born in the 70s and 80s were really the first generation that had this much licensing and this much product that was av available for them to demonstrate, uh, available to them uh, to demonstrate and to be attached to. And it's not a big surprise that those kids in their 40s and 30s, uh, as they continue to demonstrate that, are now buying toys when they're older. So... Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm wearing a, I'm actually have, have grown out a lot of my uh, nerd phase, still play some board games with friends, but uh, I'm wearing a star Wars ugly Christmas sweater right now. So I, I understand the, uh, that concept of that. Um, I mean, 
even when my son watches YouTube videos of people playing with toys and like he wants to learn about like a new toy or whatever, a lot of times it's adults who are like, I got this new Matchbox Top Gun uh, aircraft carrier and this is really cool. I can't wait to play with it. And I'm like, this guy sounds like he's like 40. But, uh, you know, it's uh, there's there's definitely a market for that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess capitalize on it if you're a reseller, for sure. Yeah, I would say I, I do believe... Uh, that toys are still going to be a great thing to sell, even, you know, depending on how things go over this next year, uh, whether we're, you know, in a continued recession or not, people like nostalgia and uh, toys is one of those things that brings people back. I can't tell you how many toys over this Q4 I sold and people were messaging like, oh, I haven't, you know, I remember when I had this when I was eight and, you know, it disappeared. It's I'm so glad I found it. And I think that's going to happen more and more, especially if we do get into tough economic times. Uh, people want to, you know, not think about things, and right. And so, uh, so no, it's true. I've I've actually talked. I mean, I had a I had other resellers like Amazing Taste Store that started in during the reselling era. Craigslist Center that talk, talked about this. That uh, nostalgia still sells now. It may not sell like it used to, but it still sells during these times because people are just trying to. Uh, think about different things. Now, you did mention, and I escapism. Escapism in the previous podcast that you know the top of the market for things still sells well because those people are still there and, and willing to pay top dollar for items because uh, they still have that money there. So there we go. All right, any bolos, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, the tried and true uh, start of the new year bolo, and I'm going to say uh, fitness equipment. This is the time of the year where everyone's making their resolutions. Um, you know, diets are going to be picking up, uh, fitness equipment is going to start selling. And, you know, I mean, there may be other things. Think of other new year's resolutions people do. Uh, you can go to any store and get things like calendars and notebooks and stuff. So th those aren't going to be necessarily bolos, but think of the things that people are going to be making resolutions about being more organized. Well, what are some things you could sell that help people with organization? Uh, people are going to start wanting to clean up their houses. Maybe you could pick up some, some stuff that go with that. But I think the tried and true fitness equipment, everybody, I mean, the shake weight might not be the hot ticket, but, uh, but, but other, other fitness well, equipment tends to sell really well. Running shoes, running shoes yeah. tend to do really well. Right. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, I, I, people don't like it when we talk about the macro, but you know, in China right now, they're having major uh, issues with the outbreak and stuff. And there might be supply chain issues again. And so just like what happened, you know, back in 2020 and 2021, where people couldn't get the running shoes that they wanted, people started going online and running shoes was a huge seller for me. I remember last January. So it may happen again. So keep an eye out for that. All right. So mine is, uh, and I, I struggle giving this away because I hope the market doesn't get flooded, but I don't think we're too large where that might happen. But I got to tell you this, this uh, Christmas, I sold a ton of nativity set replacements. So like I was selling baby Jesus, I was selling the the wise men, I was selling the the random donkey that everybody thinks was there, uh, you know, a small one from the, the Disney movie. If you watch that one, it's a classic. Uh, I just and selling for you know you buy a nativity set, let's say at the thrift, you can get it for like ten to twenty bucks, maybe even thirty is worth it to you. And let's say there's twelve pieces and you sell each of them for twenty bucks, you're talking about two hundred forty dollars. Now, make sure you do calculated shipping, understand you're going to have to bubble wrap and you're going to have to cardboard and you have to make sure it doesn't break. But I got to tell you, I was selling all kinds of nativity set replacements. Uh, and it was just it was a good it was a it was a good investment for me. I bought one box for ten dollars and I think I sold everything for a total of 260 bucks when all was said and done. 
So it's just nice to have that. So keep it out. And remember, right now is the time that people are going to, right after Christmas, people are going to start going, yeah, um, Johnny grabbed that sheep and like kind of threw it across the room. Uh, we need to find a sheep for the nativity set. Uh, my son actually a decade ago stole a sheep from one of my friends' nativity sets. I still have it in our medicine cabinet. One day I'll give it back to him. It's not yours, Mike, uh, but I keep. <laughs> but I'm sure that one time we were looking for a sheep to replace, and so keep an eye out for a nativity set replacements. All right, Mike, what are you looking forward to here as we're kind of winding down after Christmas <clears throat> or before? Man, I'm a, I'm- yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping to be uh, uh, all the way better. I'm hoping that as Christmas comes, I'm uh, I'm in the clear. I'm good to go. And uh, and and I, I'm uh, one of those sappy people who uh, likes New Year's. I I, uh, I know there's nothing special about the 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 New Year, as it were, but kind of wrapping up this year, finishing strong, and then going into a new year with almost a fresh start. Fresh start on taxes, fresh start on on you know bookkeeping, and kind of just setting those goals and those ideas, those those. Uh, you know, big ideas that you're going to kind of follow and, and try and accomplish throughout the year. I think uh, I enjoy I enjoy the end of the year because it's a time of reflecting uh, and kind of thinking about how the year went. Family, you know, with friends, spiritually, all those things, economically reselling, and then kind of going into a new year. So, yeah, excited about that. What about you? So I'm looking forward to the time off, and I got to tell you, this Q4 was different and we'll do a q4 episode uh you know a thousand q4 that we do every year uh but i was able to spend a lot of time with uh family due to the fact that i was in the retail arbitrage i gotta tell you i really enjoyed it it it, things were a lot more mellow uh they weren't as crazy now i did have crazy moments uh and so i'm just looking forward to the time off i'm I'm looking forward to not uh you know stressing up until the last second to do christmas shopping uh and so you know, these, these are things to think about. Sometimes the return on investment, like granted, yeah, I, I am missing out on, on lots of money that I was making, but I don't think that money was there to be made this year. And I could have been wrong and I'll never know, but I did I did experience a lot of great memories uh, with my boys. And so I think it was worth it. I do have a huge mess I need to take care of after Q, after this ends. Uh, I got shipping. To, my shipping room is crazy right now just because... Uh, I'm, I was just trying to get orders out. And here's what happens when you're a reseller, you know, if you're not careful, you can quickly like, it's go, Oh, I'll put that box away later. And then I'll put away that bubble wrap, all oh, that packing paper. And next thing you know, all those little things add up and you have a huge mess on your hands. And so I need to get that organized. I've been, I've been trying to move out inventory, uh, that I'm not going to sell. So, you know, I had some hauls this year where people just gave away stuff and, you know, I always say this, you, you can't pass up the opportunity, but understand you're also taking on a lot of junk. And so you got to figure out what to do with those. So I'm trying to clear some of that out. Uh, and then, yeah, just like you want to start off uh, the new year fresh. Uh, and so looking at that, but uh, yeah, just looking forward to Christmas, looking forward uh, to new years uh, and hope everyone else is, is doing well. Uh, by the way, if you haven't been following us on social media, we're on all social media. We are Pure Soul podcast and Pure Soul a cast on Twitter uh, and hope all of you are having a great uh, Merry Christmas holiday season. And uh, we do have a new episode we are dropping uh, as we're highlighting uh, things that we enjoyed over 2022 uh, next year. But uh, anything else you want to share, Mike, before we, we say goodbye? Um, yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you guys for a great year. Uh, I think we have, is there one more uh, before the year's over one more episode we've got, but uh, uh, if we don't see you until next year, Have a good one. Merry Christmas and uh, keep it real.
And with that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Peace.